leaders. We pose the problems of human beings in their relations with the world. Change. Liberation is a praxis of action to reflection upon the world. Welcome to the pedagogy of the obsessed. I am your host, James Mercer, and I will be guiding you through my obsession, districts that develop their own leaders. Please enjoy. My obsession with systems that develop their own leaders is deeply embedded in my personal journey in education leadership. Like many aspiring leaders, I completed a graduate degree program in education leadership and passed the state certification test. This coincided with the Great Recession and the leadership positions were not plentiful in my area. A couple years later, there was a wave of retirements in my district. I applied for several assistant principal positions, but I was unsuccessful in even being granted an interview. My district had a leadership development department, so I reached out to the director for pointers on how I could advance my career. His answer stopped me in my tracks. He told me that I would need to apply to the leadership development cohort that would begin the next year. If, and that was a big if, I was selected, my principal would have to agree to mentor me for three to five years and provide me with opportunities to intern as a leader in the building outside of my day-to-day classroom responsibilities. I would be required to attend weekly cohort trainings for a year, volunteer at all district-sponsored events, and at the conclusion of my three to five year school-based internship, I might be lucky enough to make it to the interview table for an assistant principal position. Well, thankfully, I didn't take that advice as the ultimate no, and I found my way to an assistant principal position. After that, I became a principal in another district. My new district had a reputation for growing their own leaders. As an outsider, I was actually very fortunate to come into this district and receive multiple layers of support and development. The overarching support came in the form of access to every leader in every department, including the superintendent. Continuous learning was encouraged and supported within this organization. National organizations like the Wallace Foundation and the Brookings Institution influence the ways in which school systems identify, recruit, and develop leaders to improve low-performing schools. School systems across the country began focusing on the concept of growing their own leaders as part of the Race to the Top initiative enacted in 2009. With so many resources being allocated to leadership development, I am left to wonder if it really works. Boston Public Schools established the Aspiring Principal Fellowship Program in collaboration with Boston College, but that partnership has since dissolved. The New York City Leadership Academy has transformed itself from a local context into a national organization, so can we really say that they are growing their own? To gain perspective on this topic, you will hear from systems-level leaders from a metro Atlanta district in Georgia and from San Francisco, California.
My name is Jolie DiLoretto Hardin. I'm the Director of Leadership Development for Henry County Schools. I manage the Gold Leadership Academy, which consists of five cohorts, uh, developing brand new and current principals, assistant principals, aspiring principals, coordinators, teacher leaders, and hiring performance coaches to work with various leaders. What is the value proposition for growing your own leaders within your system? Henry County Schools is not a traditional school system. We're a personalized learning system, and if one doesn't understand and believe in our vision, it could be very difficult to bring a traditional approach to an innovative environment. Growing our own helps prepare our current aspiring leaders to gain the necessary skills to lead a school that's in the process of redesign. What is your system's approach to leadership development, and why do you approach it this way? We have several ways we develop our leaders. The Gold Academy has various cohorts that focus on current leaders, aspiring principals, teacher leaders. Uh, the current principals attend a monthly drive time. That's their professional learning for the month. This year, we are participating in communities of practice that focus on leaders' needs and allow them to create an action plan that supports personal professional growth. They collaborate monthly and share progress with one another. We have a facilitator in the room that works with the group and all are part of a Google Classroom. We also have LEAD, which is a cohort designed to work with current assistant principals and system-level coordinators who aspire to move to higher positions. They participate in simulations and monthly meetings that focus on needs of the group once identified by self-assessments and the simulation experience. ASPIRE is a cohort for teacher leaders and focuses on expanding their skills uh, to becoming a vital complement to school leadership. Value coaching consists of performance coaches who work with induction-level principals and assistant principals. We also have value coaching for struggling leaders and struggling teachers, and those are funded through Title IIA for teacher leader effectiveness. Model is a support group for brand-new principals. Starting this year, we developed a boot camp that they attended in July that focused on items um, that new principals need to know before the school year starts, such as finance human resources, legal compliance issues. Uh, executive officers also conduct monthly meetings to meet the needs of principals in his or her region. Each principal is assigned to an executive officer, and they stay with that executive officer until they either leave the level or leave the region. Human resources, uh, they also um, have, uh, that we also provide Title II funding for recruitment and retention. They focus on certification and performance evaluation. They provide monthly sessions for principals during the system leadership meeting to make sure that they understand the teaks and leaks process that may, may change. That's our evaluation system in Georgia. We also have personalized learning uh, special projects coordinator, a project facilita facilitator, and personalized learning coaches who work with principals to help develop necessary skills, especially those schools who are redesigning. Uh, in our professional learning department, um, is also in leadership, and they also provide leadership development se sessions during system-level days. How long has your school system's leadership development program been in existence? What was the rationale behind its creation? The program was developed in 2012, or it began developing in 2012 through Race to the Top Funds, and the first cohort started in 2014. The previous superintendent, Ethan Hildred, recognized the importance of providing a systematic and consistent approach to leadership development that targeted Henry County Schools leaders. Is leadership development in your system working? What data points or evidence support this? We feel leadership development is working in Henry County Schools. Our current leaders are more knowledgeable about personalized learning, the redesign process, and change management. 
New leaders have been through the Gold Academy, seem to adjust easier than those hired from the outside. And according to surveys, feedback from executive officers and assistant superintendents, what we have in place for leaders is considered positive. While the Gold Academy is still relatively new, principals feel more confident in their roles. With the large number of teachers in your human resources pool, what criteria are used to identify and select the future leaders of your system? The Gold Academy is considered the pipeline for leadership in Henry County. When positions are posted, executive officers or district leaders inquire about candidates' performance, performances in lead and aspire, and determine if they're a good fit to interview. Leaders will enter at different phases of our 2020 vision. Uh, they may be a traditional school, not yet started the redesign, but will apply in the next few years or a traditional school who's applied and now entering the planning phase of the redesign process. They could be a school in the midst of redesigning. They may be implementing and evaluating or piloting, or a school in full personalized learning implementation. Depending on where the school is, the executive officer determines the skill set needed, and they usually discuss candidates with me to determine if they would be a good fit or... If a promising leader is brought in from outside of your system, how do you support and train that leader in your system's philosophy? Each outside leader has a performance coach who meets with them monthly, and they attend monthly model meetings for support. In those monthly model meetings, we have people from each division to speak to the group and then a question-answer session for the participants. Also, his or her executive officer, they play a large part in developing the leader from the outside. If there are some deficiencies or some areas that he or she feels may need to be addressed, Many times they will work with me and the plan will be developed and the performance coach will provide reports specific to uh, that, that need. And they'll meet with the executive officer three times a year to discuss the progress. What impact does leadership development within your system have on employee retention? Human Resources conducts exit surveys and now they are conducting stay surveys at the end of each year to determine various causes of both, why you want to leave or why you want to stay. And um, when a common thread is identified, if it's a negative thread and it's determined to be leadership-related, human resources will work with the leadership de development department to determine a plan to work with certain leaders. How is leadership development within your system viewed by all internal and external stakeholders? Is there evidence to support this? Well, I cannot speak for all internal and external stakeholders, but I can speak for those who have participated in the cohorts. All feedback and surveys from participants in Lead and Aspire feel their experiences have strengthened his or her leadership skills. Additionally, principals are encouraging teacher leaders and APs to apply. Uh, we usually have around 12 to 15 people in Lead and around 20 to 25 in Aspire, and we had over 100 people apply last year, so the selection process was pretty difficult. I don't have many years of evidence to support other than surveys and feedback and the number of internal hires who participate in the cohorts. What are some of the most valuable learnings that you have experienced as a system through developing your own leaders? Not everyone is cut out to lead a school. Just because they were great teachers does not mean they will make a great leader. Also, past experiences certainly predict future success. We use behavior-based simulations, performance-based tasks, all the time. Uh, they tell a lot about a person's ability to lead. Uh, we've had some people who have self-determined that they're not cut out to be principals and decide that being an assistant principal is where they want to stay, or we have others who feel that um, they've been able to exhibit very strong leadership skills 
and feel they're ready to move on. However, I have had to have conversations with many of the participants in LEAD to tell them that I did not feel that they were ready to move on. And we provide additional support each year for those who want to continue growing. Do you have any data that captures leaders' perspectives on their preparation after participating in your leadership development program? I do have survey data and feedback data from each meeting, uh, from each participant to determine the effectiveness of the sessions and the effect on his or her leadership practices. I know that they have long discussions with their executive officers about their sessions and drive, and the executive officers will let me know if there was something that was that the principals felt may have been a waste of time, but this year we're doing communities of practice, and they all seem to enjoy that. What have been the main challenges in growing your own leaders? Oh, main challenges. Leadership development crosses into so many lanes and people get very territorial. Making sure that I take a collaborative approach to development and include all departments and divisions is critical. I have learned that in the last couple years, especially with our department dividing. We're no longer learning in leadership. We're either leadership, that leadership is on one side and instructional services is on the other. And before we were one big department, we worked together. It's not that way anymore. And so making sure that uh, when I do cross over into that lane that I include directors and coordinators in my work is definitely critical. What advice would you have for other educators who are interested in growing their own leaders? Your program will consistently evolve and do not set a certain schedule each year, figure out what each person or group needs and develop the content and experiences in the program based on that need. The next year may be completely different, but it's personalized to the group or person, as it should be. Take feedback and use it to strengthen your program. Don't get offended. Get creative. I certainly want to thank Dr. Harden for her insight into how Henry County Schools in Metro Atlanta, Georgia, approaches leadership development. I couldn't help but to wonder, is this common around the country? Our next journey takes us to San Francisco to see how they approach leadership development. My name is Bonnie Lowe, former Director of Principal Leadership from San Francisco Public Schools. My role as director was to build the capacity of PK-8 school leaders and school teams in San Francisco schools. What is the value proposition for growing your own leaders within your system? So I believe that there is great value in growing your own leaders from within your organization. There is also value in recruiting strong leadership from outside your organization because it can bring in new ideas and ways to make your learning organization even more effective. But I do believe that growing leaders from within your system is ideal so that you could be supporting the growth and development of educators who truly understand the local context and communities, as well as the vision, mission, and strategic plan of the district. What is your system's approach to leadership development? Why do you approach it this way? Our approach to leadership development is based on Brake's framework. There are three essential leadership components to build. One, the operational managerial part. Two, the instructional leadership. And three, the inclusive facilitative leadership. The first component is the operational managerial piece. That is schedules, budgets, logistics, 
The second essential is the instructional leadership part, that is building the capacity of adult and student learning at schools. And the third part is the inclusive facilitative part, which is how to best engage your stakeholders at schools. So the inquiry question we're dealing with is how can leaders best create the conditions for all adults and students to best learn in meaningful ways as well as build a safe learning climate for all to thrive? We see leaders as dynamic levers to build the professional capacity, family and community partnerships, instructional guidance, and most effectively activating the instructional core. That is the relationship between the teacher, student, and content around a learning task. This framework is based on relational trust and knowing that the local context is so important. So our district also invests in providing school leaders with professional development opportunities that best enable administrators to make informed, equity-based decisions in service of students and their specific school communities. As a director of principal leadership, I partnered with the assistant superintendent and also key central office teams to support school leadership development. Establishing trust with new leaders became an immediate priority and working with school administrators to discuss their leadership strengths, experiences, expertise, as well as identifying areas to focus on was key to further supporting school leaders in a more specific way. We also matched new leaders with mentors from within the district and then also intentionally connected school administrators through a variety of structures to increase collaboration and networking amongst um, school leaders to share information. And this happened during our all ad administrators meetings, uh, communities of practice, school teams, and also instructional rounds visits. What are some of the most valuable learnings that you have experienced as a system through developing your own leaders? Through these years of supporting school site leaders, I've learned that relationships matter and believing in others can truly change someone's life and journey. When I guide and support principals, I try to connect heart, mind, and soul. I come from a place where I can authentically say, you know what, I really care about this leader's success, and I really care about students having access to high-quality learning. And I just remember that someone believed in me when I was a student, and so I became a teacher. Someone believed in me as a teacher, and I became a guiding teacher or a mentor teacher. Someone believed in me as a school leader, and so I became a principal, and then a principal of principals, as some of my friends like to call me. So it's important to come from a place of believing in leaders, believing in, in people, providing guidance, so that leaders can lead best, and can come up with the most effective practices for adult and student learning. So I come as a leader, but I come as a learner. And I think it's so important to model that. What are the constraints of leadership development within your system? I believe the most common constraints of leadership development within educational systems across the nation are time and resources. Leaders are already busy people. So imagine trying to help support school leaders try to find the time to prioritize and fund professional development is really hard. And to add on to that, to find PD that's specific and effective enough to meet their individual needs and that also aligns with the larger organization's vision and mission is very challenging. So in a nutshell, it takes time and resources to build strong leaders.
What advice would you give other educators who are interested in growing their own leaders? I have two tips for educators who are interested in growing their own leaders. The first suggestion is to look for ways to create the opportunities for educators to grow as leaders. And the second tip is to connect educators with others who can help mentor and support their growth. Before I became a school principal, I had the chance to support administrators and teachers as an instructional reform facilitator. This was a teacher coach position that enabled me to learn and take on additional learning opportunities to further shadow administrators and support instructional leadership in schools. I received additional professional development, which taught me how to facilitate data analysis meetings and also instructional leadership team meetings alongside educators. I also got to co-create plans with teachers with the lens of supporting our students from our most historically underserved communities. I was part of the Principal Leadership Institute, or PLI, at UC Berkeley, and during that time, the practical work at sites really helped me to build a stronger connection to the many theories, ideas, and concepts I was learning in my Urban Leadership Admin program. I'm so grateful for PLI, and I also decided to sign up for Berkeley's Leadership Support Program to clear my Tier 2 admin credential early on uh, when I was a principal. And that afforded me with three years uh, with a principal coach who would come to my school on a consistent basis to work with me. I still stay in contact with the support networks that I made during that time, the different principals I worked with, the other instructional reform facilitators, the other coaches, and also my leadership guru. So partnering with others and looking for opportunities for educators to grow and build their leadership skills is really important. And I just want to thank everyone else as well um, in, in being allies in this work and just wish you best. I want to thank Bonnie Lowe for sharing San Francisco Public Schools approach to leadership development. As I continue to obsess over the topic of leadership development, I came across an article called School Leadership Around the World. In this article, Vivian Stewart discusses the selection process used to identify and develop teachers into school leaders in England, Singapore, Shanghai, and Ontario. These intentional development programs are ongoing and are aligned to national competencies for school leaders. My quest for knowledge around leadership development took me to New York City, where I spoke with Dr. Karen Maldonado, the Executive Director of Strategy and Support for Advanced Leadership in the New York Department of Education, where she builds, develops, and sustains leadership programs that support aspiring school district leaders, including, but not limited to, executive directors, assistant superintendents, and superintendents. Through the power of technology and e-correspondence, she provided me with some nuggets that I would like to share with you. Similar to the way we describe investing in the educational development of students from cradle to college, there also needs to be a commitment to the people we hire, a commitment to their short-term and long-term development. If we can build and sustain a leadership pipeline that yields high-quality leaders at all levels within our system, including teachers, central staff, assistant principals, principals, and system-level leaders, then 
We can also support these leaders in a targeted way throughout the trajectory of their leadership. She goes on to state that New York is the largest district in the United States. Given that they serve over 1.1 million students and 1,700 plus principals, the system realized the importance of mitigating silos and focusing on a space dedicated to leadership development. To that end, the Office of Leadership was developed in 2011 with a focus on building and sustaining a leadership pipeline that yields high-quality leaders at all levels of the system, including teacher leaders, assistant principals, principals, and systems-level leaders. When I asked what advice she would give other educators who are interested in growing their own leaders, she stated, It's beneficial to grow your own leaders. Take their feedback. Look into what other systems of all sizes and demographics are doing to prepare leaders and continue to improve your system of leadership development. As an employee of the New York Department of Education for over 20 years, I feel a sense of gratitude for the time and effort this system has invested in me and my development as a leader. Systems that develop their own leaders are not just some modern fad. By contrast, systems large and small across our country are embracing the opportunity to grow their own leaders. The body of research that accompanies this topic is growing. Earlier, I mentioned School Leadership Around the World by Vivian Stewart, where she speaks about the alignment of national competencies for school leaders in various countries. Interestingly enough, a study was done in Paulding County, Georgia, which is not very far away from the district where Dr. Harden is a leader. Jeannie Welch and Miriam Hodge explored the role of leadership competency models in developing effective school leaders in the Paulding's County school system. They found that there was an increased clarity about district expectations of leaders and what success looks like. There was improvement in shared understanding about the core elements of leadership required for success. There was increased uniformity in how aspiring leaders were identified and assessed. And there were improvements in professional learning offerings to support aspiring leaders. I was a lucky one. I made it out of a system where I was not supported and found myself in a system where I was supported. To any system level leader listening, I would encourage you to think big, think bold, go back to your district and work hard on a plan to develop the future leaders of your system. This has been the Pedagogy of the Obsessed. Have a great day. We pose the problems of human beings in their relations with the world. Knowledge emerges only through invention and reinvention, through the restless and patient continuing, hopeful inquiry human beings pursue in the world, with the world, and with each other. The solution is not to integrate them into the structure of oppression, but to transform that structure so that they become beings for themselves. Liberation is a practice of action and reflection on the world.